Hey friend, it's a beautiful drizzly day here in Butler, Pennsylvania. The clouds are beginning to form up and kids back there were at camp kicking off a great week. It's been wonderful the past few weeks actually, busy few weeks here in Pennsylvania. Uh, I had the privilege of being the camp evangelist for Common Ground Baptist Camp and I got our RV here for about four weeks and we've just been so blessed. We're, we're privileged to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, right now, you may hear the atmospheric sounds of gentle rain. You may hear, it looks like there's a Cessna flying overhead, uh, and the kids playing in the background. We're having a great time. I wanna thank you so much, each and every one of you, for your prayers. We, we talk about it, but I can't tell you how much it means to me that you pray for our ministry, that you pray for our family, you pray for the gospel tracks that we use. I'm excited to share with you uh, some interesting things today and this week. I've got my Bible, I've got my iPad with my notes on it right now. I'm uh, heading to the uh, trailer, to the RV, where I'll be speaking to you from today and most of this week. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to tune your ears. We'll be in the book of Mark, chapter number 5. The book of Mark, chapter number 5. Find your way there, if you would, as uh, we'll join together in reading quite a few verses of Scripture to set the stage and give us some context today. I think we're going to read Mark, chapter 5, verses uh, 1 through 20, actually. There's a pavilion over here. I'm going to sidetrack with the rain coming down. I don't want to get the camera and microphone all wet. We're going to jump in this pavilion and uh, go to Mark chapter number five. Now, we're going to talk about your testimony, my testimony, our testimonies, a testimony, a story, an opportunity for us to tell our story, and specifically as it pertains to what we will be discussing today, tell our story as it pertains to the gospel. Let me set this uh, up real quick here. If you can hear the bench creak, that's because I'm a big guy, I guess. There we go. I think we're good. Mark chapter number five. Let's see here. I'll find my place there. We're going to look at this maniac of Gadara in Mark chapter number five. For those of you that are wondering, if you'd like to get travel updates from our ministry, from our family, you can do so by texting the word travel the word travel to this phone number. It's 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309-316-7240. We're in full-on camp mode. I'm actually wearing a t-shirt today. That's kind of unusual for me. And this is a special t-shirt. It was given to some of the staff here that are going to be here all four weeks. It says Band of Brothers on it. And we're having a wonderful time. Mark chapter number five. We're going to jump right in here because I've got something special to share with you. Mark chapter five, verse number one, the Bible says this. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. 
Because that, he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. You may recall a few weeks ago, we dove into this, and we talked about the labels that the world puts on you, and how labels are not given out a sense of love, but labels often can limit you, and especially the labels of the world. But let's continue on. Verse number five, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains, and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there were now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, and you know where this is going, those of you Bible scholars. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to them that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. These townspeople were so bothered by this that they, it's amazing, he fixes the man that's causing them problems and they want Jesus to leave. Verse 18, and when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. The man, the maniac, wanted to go with him. He's not a maniac any longer. He's saved and in his right mind. Verse 19, howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he, the maniac, no longer departed, and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. I want to speak to you for just a few brief moments today on the power of your testimony. See, there's a reason here at Bible Tracks Incorporated we've begun immortalizing, commemorating, memorializing tract stories and testimonies of people coming to know Christ as a result of gospel tracts. Those of you that may have seen our first two that we've put out, we're working on a few others, and Lord willing, I'd love to put out six or more a year. We'll see how that goes. But today, I know it's not visual for those of you that are, 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 are on radio, but we're going to share with you Doug Anderson's track story. Now, I'm not going to steal his thunder because he does a phenomenal job, and you can hear the tear in his eye. You can hear the catch in his voice. Right now, uh, my throat's been just a little scratchy, been dealing with a little cough and things like that the last little bit. But Doug Anderson, he doesn't have a catch in his voice. He doesn't have a frog in his voice uh, because he's sick. When he's speaking to you in just a moment, it's because he's thinking back on the fact that he got saved because of a gospel track that someone left 
from our ministry all the way back in 1978. This maniac, uh, he, again, I keep calling him a maniac. He wasn't a maniac anymore. Jesus told him, go tell people what happened to you. And there is power in his testimony. Friend, there's power in your testimony. I want you to listen, just by way of proof, I want you to listen to Doug Anderson's testimony for just a few moments, and I'll come back and close us down in just a bit. My name is Doug Anderson, and I got saved by reading a track. I was raised in uh, a, a farm community. My dad claimed to be a church member, but it didn't go often. My mom listened to uh, Dr. B.R. Lakin on t the radio. We went to Sunday school and church as much as my mom could get us there. And uh, other than that, we had a pretty normal country life. When I was nine, I think it was, nine or 11, I, I was told I got saved, but you know what? I wasn't really saved. But when I got a hold of the track, it changed things. I worked in Kokomo, Indiana in a big factory and I started getting this literature in the restroom there. It was uh, somebody's Sunday school literature, I think, but it had some uh, Bible stories in it or little quick ones. and. Uh, it made me want to get more of it, to read, get more of the Bible. And I, I didn't even realize what I was getting, but uh, when I got ready to go for the restroom one day in our department, there's an inspection table and somebody had laid a track on the inspection table. And I didn't know what it was, but you know, I thought it was a, gospel message of some kind and uh, so I just picked it up took it and when I come out of the restroom I was a new man so I can say <laughs> but uh, I sent the track to the Bible Tracks Incorporated and I got a letter back from Paul Levine and encouraged to go to the Hillcrest Baptist Church in Logansport, Indiana, which I pretty much promptly did, not not right away, but we got to an evening service and then we went to another one and it, and it all developed on the account of this track that I had read and sent in. I've always had a curiosity, who left that track on the table? But I know God had him put it there. Oh. It was a message from heaven. Probably the best message I ever got. I've wondered many times and tried to, in my mind, tried to think, what, there's a lot of people work there and, you know, I just didn't know who left it, but it had to be some Christian that distributed tracks 
and was in contact with Bible tracts because he had a Bible track. Uh, the, the, the Bible never wears out. That message is on those tracks and gets you saved and leads you to the right way. The message never, never wears out. I hope you enjoyed that testimony. It's amazing to me what God can do with simple pieces of paper like gospel tracts. Maybe, just maybe, it's a conviction to you today to use gospel tracts. But moreover, and even beyond that, I hope it's a conviction for you to use gospel tracts, not simply because Doug Anderson got saved because of a gospel tract, but because you, using gospel tracts, will give uh, the opportunity, will open the door potentially for you to share your testimony. Don't just hand someone a gospel tract silently and walk away. Don't do that. Work, be, uh, work to get beyond that. Maybe you say, I'm an introvert. That's all I can do right now. All right, I'll accept that for a couple of weeks. But pretty soon, I want you to start talking to people. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I can't tell you what it means that you join me here at camp for just a little while. All these young people, it's a junior week this week. We're having just a marvelous time. I'm going to ask you if you would to pray for us. Pray with us. And as always, I want you to have a great day for His glory. We're going to continue in the book of Mark, chapter number 5. I've got something special I want to share with you throughout the remainder of this week. God bless and listen in soon. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.